Cool. Live at 420 Wallaby Way, Sydney. Get down there. Previously, last week, for the past several days, uh, the talk of the streets and the taverns has all been around the so-called death curse. A wasting disease afflicting anyone who has ever been raised from the dead. Victims grow thinner and weaker each day, slowly but steadily sliding towards death that they once denied. When they finally succumb, they can't be raised, and neither can anyone else, regardless of whether they've ever received that miracle in the past. Temples and scholars of divine magic are at a loss to explain a curse that has affected the entire region and possibly the entire world. You all have been called by your friend, uh, Silvana Sindra, to aid her in figuring out just what the hell is going on. Each one of you has been invited to the home of Sildra Sylvain. Wow, I messed that name up bad. Goddamn memory. Whole piece of shit. A retired adventurer and merchant. A uniform and attendant leads you up to the grand staircase of the third floor, and some of you, as you make your way through the misty streets of Baldur's Gate, you'll notice some of these other adventurers all making their way to the same destination of Sindra's home. I would like to go through, and as each one of you arrive and are escorted one by one as of this fancy mansion home, what each of you sees from each other. What do your characters look like? Mm. Shall we go? Shall we start from the top of the Discord name? I'll go first. That's fine. When you look at Grok, you can see he's very muscular. He's got thick green muscles, and he doesn't have a shirt on because he likes to show off his pool dragon tattoo it is black as the night and you can see that it is not just a normal tattoo it seems to move like the wind across his chest and as he walks up you can see his gigantic hammer sway behind him you can tell he's a tough cookie but you can tell there's something more to him let me see I mysterious meat sack Awesome. Thank you very much, Grok. Thank you. Grok, as Alrighty, you walk so, in. Yeah, go for it, man. No, you go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, yeah, Grok, you walk in. It is a big fancy mansion. You look a little out of place, but yeah, you look over and you see this jelly man. Yeah, yeah. What you see is a just a little ball of blue slime with two glowing pseudo eyes. And he just... Ooh, he's about... Four feet tall, just a, a round orb of slime, and kind of just bounces in place. Good little oops and wee noises. The, the attendant just, actually just comes over him. to you, and he's trying to like put down a tarp. He's trying to like because you're you're leaving a bit of a, a slime. He's like, uh, excuse me, sir, this carpet that you're on is uh, very expensive. It's one of a kind. I'm afraid. Uh, would you mind trying to contain yourself uh, somehow? Uh, would you mind, uh, could you stand on this uh, 
container here? Is that possible at all? And Jellybean just kind of climbs up the up the container and stands on top of it. Oh goodness gracious! It's uh, very much a pre. I'm uh, dripping off a little bit on that. That's fine. That's uh, okay. Um, all right. Uh, yes, this way up the stairs, please. Um, then the the rest of you go ahead and arrive as you see this. Uh, <laughs> there's like a. a, a Waiter trying to like put down little pee pads like for a dog in front of Jellybean because each one of his steps is leaving like a visible mark in the very fancy like a uh, hardwood and upholstery. So, uh, and then there's a, a yoked orc right next to him. That's gonna be a mountain man, or it's gonna be you. Raso uh, Rasvin Raisvin Raisvin Yep Repeat that Sorry You're seeing a Couple people walk up to the stairs To a fancy mansion That you've been summoned to By your friend Syndra Alright He's gonna Look around Since he's not From here uh, What does he see From the mansion Just some stairs so you've walked into this foyer of an extremely fancy mansion. You're seeing the inside is just wonderfully illuminated by all these different colors from the stained glass windows that front this entire mansion. And the scenes that you see on it are like you see uh, a huge armored figure on the ground holding an arm up trying to defend itself as... This group of adventurers, like, strike him down. You see a massive green dragon spewing an intense, violent wave of poisonous gas as the same adventurers, like, circle around. Yeah, there are all these action scenes of these, like, wonderful moments from adventuring from these stained glass that just cast a beautiful array of colors all over this deep mahogany hardwood the railing curls around on these double, this like two stairways that arch around and meet at the top of this entryway. And on one side, this big old jellyman is trying to very carefully step one by one onto these like pads that this waiter is putting out one one at a time in front of each one of the steps. And next to him is a hefty boy, is a big old orc. Okay, there's a lot of action going on. <laughs> uh, why am I here in the first place? My question. At this point, um, they kind of get to the top of the stairs, and the waiter, very flustered, looks back down. Ah, uh, well, uh, yes, uh, sir. We, uh, we, we've been expecting you. Please come this way. Razvin. Razvin? Did I am saying that correctly? Yeah, Razvin. That's my name. Razvin, please. Uh, Sindra's expecting you. I take it that uh, it's very important that you make a make good time, please. We don't have no time to waste. Uh, this way, sir. And he like does the uh, he does the thing where you come downstairs, but you don't really bend your knees. He he's a very wooden posture, and he like grabs you by the arm and starts leading you up. And about this time, he doesn't resist. You find yourselves joining the orc and the jelly man. As he, as this 
group of you start making your way down this very wonderfully adorned hallway. You're seeing this awesome pieces of art hung on the wall, these fabulous paintings, statues of nudes and uh, things that are almost as buff as Grok. I mean, the, 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 whoever uh, chiseled these statues tried to have as good of an imagination as, you know, they tried to make them as buff as possible, but they couldn't just uh, quite achieve perfection that Grok was born with. Okay. Then we got Terast and Zerdos. You both come up to the door at the same time, and you have that moment where you're not sure which one of you is going to enter the doorway first. There doesn't seem to be anyone there to greet you, so you're like, uh, door's open, should we just walk in? And you're like, you first. No, you first. Oh, please, right after you, sir. Uh, so you're a friend of uh, Syndra, too? That's right. Uh, wonderful to meet you. I'm Terrorist. Zerdos. Pleasure. A pleasure. Um, as both I... of you. Uh-huh. I go first. Terast, as you enter, and Zerdos quickly behind this uh, very stacked, marbly uh, dwarf. Dwarf, right? Yep, dwarf. Not so. Yeah, but you guys make it into uh, the entryway, and you see this movement at the top of the stairs, and... Uh, once again, the butler uh, waves you up the stairs. Ah, oh, yes, 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 this way. Please, uh, Syndra is expecting you. Uh, Terrost and uh, Zerdos, uh, correct? Uh, lovely. Good. Glad you're here. Thank goodness you've arrived in time. It seemed quite urgent. What's the matter? I, um, it's uh, very grave. I would prefer that the mistress explained it to you. I'm not really sure what's happening. I mean... You've heard of the Death Curse, I'm sure. The rumors have been all over town for days now. It's pretty sure it's related to that, but I best allow the, me the head of the household to explain. Well, let's not lose any time, then. Absolutely. You both led up the stairs and then over across the... And catching up with the rest of the group are led in to this grand... It's just a wonderfully appointed bedroom. The uniform uh, uniformed attendant goes up through the second, then the third floor with you all and ushers you into a wood-paneled room with a fireplace, comfortable chairs, and a heavy table bearing goblets and bottles of wine. A darkly paneled walls. The darkly paneled walls are hung with maps and sea charts. Racks, shelves, cabinets hold hundreds more rolled-up matsman charts. This is clearly the home of someone who's had the rich personal experience of traveling, of navigating the entire world, and has set it to themselves personally to map and chart their travels. And the wealth of knowledge in this bedroom, this study-slash-bedroom, is impressive by anyone's standards. This is most likely the most... this most centralized knowledge of navigation of cartography that you've ever seen in one place and as you look over through this room you you notice that from the chill the continual fog and the socked in nature of Baldur's Gate and particularly today is one very misty day the drizzle just soaks right through everything and makes it quite cold outside but as you come into this room the dry heat of the fireplace gives you a moment of pause as it's almost stuffy. It's 
It's downright sweltering, and some of you just... That transition from the wet, cooled, just the chill of the outside of Baldur's Gate, coming in here, you're starting to get the little pinpricks of sweat coming through the dampness of your clothes already. And as you look across this room, you see a person seated in an overstuffed chair near the fire. You can't discern a gender because the only person, only their head emerges from under a heavy blanket draped over the chair. An embroidered hood masks their face. It creates a little bit of shadow over them. And then as you look and you come around to see the person and look under the hood, you see that their face is concealed by a silver mask. Every person's dry, even the, and now as they begin to talk to you, their dry, raspy voice, no, it provides no clue as to who they are. Ah, friends, help yourselves to some wine and see yourselves. I, I believe I can call most of you friends, but you have to understand the favors that I called in. I am in a between a rock and a hard place, and I regret having to play hardball with some of you, but please, friends, make yourselves comfortable. Rock in a hard place. Uh, look, uh, Grok, it's no time for your famous humor, and Tarast, I, I do apologize. I did not mean to use a rock pun there. This is a serious matter I call you here for. I hope it's important. Very important, yes, friend. So, what are you speaking? You've all heard the rumors of the death curse. I'm sure it's nothing that the scuttlebutt of the taverns its completely consumed everyone's imagination. But I'm afraid for me it's come to a more personal point. Years ago, I was an adventurer, and I died once. I was raised from the dead, and I have since closed the door on that stage of life. However, the death curse you've heard about has struck me. I don't know how much longer I'll be lasting before I perish. The death curse claims me, but the clerics, <clears throat> they've been of no help, and they can't offer me anything. They're stymied by what's happening, and I have nothing more than the rumors that have been drifting around, I've been able to, I've been able to contact the sources and pinpoint what I can. I have contacts within the Harpers and have learned the cause of the death curse. What? It's, it doesn't leave the room. It's important that I can trust you all to keep this confidential. If the forces out there were to know that we are onto them, they might be able to stymie our efforts to end it. Grocky promise. Thank you, Grocky. Your are sealed shut. Thank you, Trust. I appreciate your directness, Grock, and Trust, your loyalty. Thank you. Thank you all. And I promise to make this worth your while. We will each be extremely well rewarded if you're able to successfully complete this mission. And I will come with you. This death curse is caused by a necromantic artifact 
called the Soulmonger. According yeah, to the, the Soulmonger. Can you explain to us what he's in? It's a necromantic artifact. God, are you paying attention, Raven? Raven, god damn it. Focus. I'm trying. Alright, well, keep trying. Maybe try harder. According to their sources. Rude. Uh, and, mm, look, I'm dying over here. According to the sources at the Harpers, a soulmonger is somewhere in Chult. Chult. Alright, Grok, yeah. Yep, I, I forgot you. You smash good, but you don't know exactly. Uh, yeah, right, that was my speciality. It was navigating the group around. Our, uh, thank you, uh, thank you, Grok, for voicing your ignorance. I'm sure the rest of these Philistines don't know what Chult is either. Chult is a peninsula ringed with mountains and choked with rainforests. Enormous reptiles, savage goblins, an army of undead prowls, its jungles and ruins. Mapping the place has been a night... Eh, nightmare. It's been nigh impossible. And nothing is known about the region's current geography beyond a few miles of the coast. However, I have been able to get the best maps of the location. And I will provide that to you here. And from under the blanket, she holds out a scroll to your parties. If uh, one of you would like to take the scroll from her. I'll take it. Jelly beans taken. Oh. <laughs> Dexterity okay. check. First roll of the session. Who's going to get the map? I'd say All right, let's best roll, if baby. a person took it that wasn't a melee fighter. Are you saying melee fighters can't read maps? Whoa, whoa. What do we roll? Dexterity check. Okay. Not 20. <laughs> oh no. Alright. Is Jelly anyone going to beat me? <laughs> you got a nat 20, bro? He got a 4. Jelly oh. got a 4. <laughs> so. Uh, so you kind of like Grok reach out to the bird man. Uh, yeah. yeah, Grok uh, making a good call there. You watch Jellybean like the pseudopod misses, and as it goes wide, Rasbin, you swoop in and pluck the map from Syndra. Working from dozens of seas, charts, logbooks, and explorers' journeys, I've assembled everything known about the current state of Chult on its one map. And I provide it to you if you undertake my mission. Well, sounds like an, an interesting adventure. Interesting, yes. The discoveries, just the ability to chart the location would be invaluable. However, husband, I do urge you to take the dangers this particular environment seriously not even the skies will be safe they are crowded with pterodactyls Arokokra known to establish many settlements there while I don't think they'll be particularly threatening to you the petrofolk might just be I'm a bird I can persuade them easily I'm saying they might be able to chase you down in the air you might be a Outnumbered as anyway. Please be careful then. Ah, I wanted to just make my charm. Oh. 
never failed to take your charm into account, Resvan. Now, the rest of you, are you willing to undertake this mission? To make your way on an expedition into Cholt and to seek out the necromantic artifact of the Soulmonger and destroy it? Yes, I believe I am. If I get to travel amongst these fine fellows, be good for the Anthropologist Guild. This is why I Jelly called you here. Sends up a pseudopod. Oh, Jellybean sends up a pseudopod and it shapes into a thumbs up and he just goes, Wee! Knew <laughs> <laughs> I could count on you, Jellybean. You're rock solid. And Zerdos has always been a soft spot in my heart for you. I knew this would be a valuable asset for you and the anthropologists. If Grok understands correct, breaking curse allow people come back good. I am not sure if the individuals already perished from the death curse will be able to be returned. I do know that not being able to allow the transition from life to death and the gods to work their miracles upsets the balance and our position in this world. We must end this death curse and return the order that has been. Croc understand. If order need be, order shall. How much well, do we paid for this quest? Well, some of you like Zardos will be paid in the knowledge that you bring back from this expedition. And on top of that, the treasures that I have are numerous in my adventuring and trade. As a merchant, I was quite successful. I offer each one of you the selection of a rare or uncommon magical item that you can find within my collection. Oh, sounds reasonable. Good. I also expect that you will be able to find some treasures in Cholt that will make you rich as kings. As long as you keep your wits about you, you be careful. What kind of treasure are you looking for? I simply want the necromantic artifact the Soul Marker destroyed. If you do that, you will have successfully completed the mission and you will earn your rewards. The treasures within Chorts are so numerous, it's hard to list them. The fallen city that once dominated those lands, that has been rumored to have untold generations of wealth stored within its walls. The Yuanti as well have become weak and fallen from the great heights of their once powerful civilizations. And no doubt, the benefits of that society are still lingering within those jungles. If you're able to make it through the hordes of undead and the powerful reptiles, you'll be able to bring back and return to civilization with those spoils. What is the name of the city? Of the dumb city? The doomed city of the fallen aristocracy. The once powerful family that ran. Chort, but now is controlled by the merchant princes. Is Omu. Omu 
was the capital, and now sunken beneath it. I believe that is where you need to go to find the Soulmonger. Those are the most promising rumors that I have to give you. Find the city of Omu. Find the Soulmonger and destroy it. And bring back the riches of the fallen city. Final honors. This whole time, while still paying attention, Zarados has been like any little quirk or oddity or different thing that anybody is doing. He's just writing down in a journal on on everybody in here because they're all new races to him. (laughs) Terrace is basically nodding along to everything Syndra says. Fascinated. You all see Zarados jotting notes down furiously. Is there there any quirks? Is anyone doing anything weird? I'm looking at the map. Uh, The scroll. You take the scroll and you see that the edges of this peninsula are well charted. You see that there are a few major geographical points that have been put into the map. You see that there are the fire mountains. The entire coast of this peninsula has been well charted. And you do see Port Nyanzaru up in the northern part of Cholt. That is the most, that's where the most detail is. You see two rivers running into Port Nyanzaru. You see the river Shoshinstar and the river Tirikri. And up both of those rivers, you see a few X's. You see a skull and crossbones, multiple skull and crossbones around these two rivers. You see the mountain range of the mist cliffs that border the western parts of the peninsula, as well as a few labeled inlets. You see these bays like Kitchler's Inlet and Refuge Bay. The Bay of Cholt is what extends out northward from the port Nyanzaru. And then the rest of the map is blank. You find inside of this scroll container there is a quill and ink. It is put in there so you can continue to map the different areas that you come across. There is also a powerful and prominent mountain range. The Peaks of Flame. Okay, do I see that in roll 20 or in the entire map you're showing me? I have not... I can't get to the map right now. I'm trying to upload a map to the map, and if I can't upload it by the time we get into combat, I'll get out of it. But um, the Peaks of the peaks of flame are on the southern part of the map of Chult. Uh, is it there where it's supposed to be? Like this? I'm going to change my color. There? I am not on the map currently. I'm trying to upload a map to a different page. So I'm hacking a fraud and I didn't prepare soon enough. That's fine. Uh, you have time. But yeah, in the very southern part of Not in the southeast, but in the very southern part are the Peaks of Flames. In the southeast are the San Rock Mountains. And then to the north of the San Rock Mountains are the Sky Lizard Mountains. And this entire area, this peninsula of the Bay of Chult, 
This entire Cholton Peninsula is ringed with mountains, making this... It's like a bowl that contains this area. Okay, and where are we exactly? You all are in Baldur's Gate, and as you continue to look at the map, you start to think about, uh, how are we going to get there? At which point, Surindra... <coughs> when you're ready to depart, I will teleport us all to Port Nyanzaru. <coughs> the only major settlement in Cholt. I've been there several times before, so there's little chance of mishap. Once there, I'll stay with my friend named Wakanga Omtamu. He is one of the seven merchant princes who rule the city. Me no like aristocrat. That's not usually my thing either. However, you should know that these aren't legitimate aristocrats. They are not born into their wealth. I believe it is more an aesthetic they have taken on. They are very much capitalists, and they have secured their places of power within the city based on their wealth. Uh, yeah, uh, you're lagging. No, I'm sorry. Not for me. Yes, it's not me. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. We also seem to have lost to rest. Oh, goddamn internet's falling apart on us. Yeah, apparently. Losing everybody. Oh, no! Well, I guess we're not ready to teleport, which is lucky because I need to get some dice out. I need to get a D100. <laughs> uh, this'll be fun. Oh, no. <laughs> nope, I missed, I missed something. Hello! Uh, Hello. Hi. Hello. My connection. Everything freaked out, and I thought it was on my end, but did it yeah, happen no. to other people too? It, ha it happened to me too. Oh wow! Mind. It happened to three of us. My goodness. Mm. Yeah, the connection yeah. went off, and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to change uh, audio. Uh, I'm going to change Wi-Fi because I was like, what the fuck happened? I can't hear anyone.'" Yeah, it was yeah I got like I got bits and pieces, and I like disconnected and reconnected me. It's a scalar attack. The communist Chinese are trying to take down the internet. It's happening. They're making their move. I didn't so what happened? Uh, she, you all continue to, uh, well. Start from the Zodos. aristocrat part. That's all I got. I yeah, got aesthetic, was la aesthetic was the last word I got. Yeah. yeah that, essentially, she, she lets you know, uh, yeah, they're just cosplaying as royalty. They're they're capitalists. They're good, wholesome capitalists. Sorry, disconnected there for yeah. probably two minutes. Four of us? Oh my god. Trust, yeah, trust yeah, four of us got disconnected for some reason. Happens Ooh, to so, so many it's people's like it's fault. Yeah, it's it, it, fault. it definitely seems like Wookiee's fault. Hey, oh, this, hey. This is, something, this is something Wookie would do. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wookie, Wookie has a lag switch that he uses to play Overwatch in Apex. <laughs> he, accidentally and... hit, he accidentally hit it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't get he uses it. He it when he plays though. League of Legends and he mains Fiddlesticks. I, <laughs> I see what's happening. I do cheat, but only on the women I date. Oh, you you date that's, women? That's in bad taste, Water Wookie. Bad yeah. taste. I didn't, I didn't know you you had game. Yeah, I thought you were Rizless. 
No, no he's, he's up, not Rizless. He's he's negative Riz. Oh my god! His, his Riz fucking... is so negative it loops back around. It's like it that is. Gandhi. It's like Gandhi in that one uh, civilization game where he's so pacifist that he loops around to being a homicidal maniac. Just got nuked by Gandhi oh. again. Fuck me. God, I'm getting lit on fire here. Fuck. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's like, all right, god damn it. We're teleporting right now. Everyone get in the goddamn teleportation circle. Ooh, we're teleporting. Um, can, uh, can I say something to... Um... Grok, Grok really not feel comfortable with teleport. Don't think about it, Grok. Just get in the circle. It'll be fine. Can and I she say something whips... to Syndra first? Absolutely. As she's hurting you all into the teleportation circle, she, like, rips up this very luxurious bearskin rug and underneath it there's an intricately carved teleportation circle and she's like shooing you all with the bearskin rug into it what do you say i'm glad i can finally repay that favor from all those years ago yes glad you showed up you're going to be instrumental to this next part of the journey and i can't thank you enough for being here I'm getting the circle. Of course. As you all reluctantly get inside the circle, she dots a couple of I's, crosses some T's, and then you all see some of the writing on the edge of the circle begin to rotate, and then the inner circles begin to rotate counter to those. And one by one, they flare, and as she does a Naruto hand gesture... You all teleport. transmission into use the use the Naruto teleportation. Yeah, now now we're in port Nyanzaru. Nyanzaru. You all get spaghettified through space and time and Walking through the fold space, appear in a tropical city under the blazing heat. My god, am I even the same Grok? You're fine, Grok. Don't get metaphysical on me, hold is... it together. Uh, Jellybean is made out completely flat. He's made himself, like he's lost all composure and he's just like goop on the ground at a joke. Damn it, Jellybean, pull yourself together. Jellybean right. pulls himself Fashion together and retakes his spherical form. <laughs> All right. For just a moment. Vigorously writing this down. For just a moment there, I wasn't the shortest. <laughs> All right. God damn it. You all are killing me faster than the death curse. All right. Let's go this way. And as you all begin to walk along this jungle area, you are on a road. And right before you see that you have teleported a couple of hundred feet away from a wonderful tropical city. And it is under the blazing sun. These huge, thundering, cumulus clouds like rise up into the air. They billow and breeze just slowly across the sky. And underneath them, these huge shadows cast across this amazing city that you all walk towards 
You hear the familiar sounds of a harbor, creaking ropes, slapping waves, heavy barrels rolling across the cobblestone, mingling with voices, shouting and cursing in an unfamiliar language filled with clicks, inhalations, and sing-songy words that make it sound almost musical. The aroma of this unfamiliar space, the spices and tropical fruit mixes with the wharf-side smells of fish, tar, and canvas as you all approach this outer parts of the city beyond all that port Port nyanzaru is an explosion of color buildings are painted in bright shades of blue green azure copper orange salmon pink or the walls are adorned with murals portraying giant reptiles or mythical heroes Every building supports baskets or clay urns of colorful flowers or is draped in leafy, flowery vines. Minstrels in brightly colored clothing adorned with feathers and shells perform on the street corners. Multicolored pennants and sun awnings flutter across the walls of the city. A crowd of children dressed in feathered hats and capes are raced past you, squealing in delight. Is... Delight and terror as a street performer costumed as a big toothed lizard stomps behind them, roaring behind them. The whole city seems to be bustling, sweating, laughing, swearing, and singing as you approach. There is so much to take in. It can be a little overwhelming. Why do you press it? As this is the economic powerhouse of Chorts, it's one of the richest cities in all. Of the world, and I always appreciate my time here. Yeah, it's absolutely sweltering, though. The heat is uh, quite palpable. Grok not used to the heat. Usually in solitary, cold environment, like vegetable. You'll be fine, Grok. Just take off a couple layers. Well, it's certainly not as hot as the hells. Jellybean's gonna look at... What's their name, Silva, or... Syndra. Who's... Syndra, he's gonna look at Syndra, and he's gonna look back at Grog. Like, doesn't wear a shirt. Layers. <laughs> I think they meant layers of skin. Orcs have Not a layers. way to flirt. This is a very bad way to flirt if you're trying to get his pants off. But that's besides the point. We have a job. <laughs> Stay Damn focused. It, we don't have time for this. <sighs> and as she starts, we're the walking... one flirting anyway. It's quite unprofessional. Grok not comfortable t- with people talking about him. No, Zeridos, it won't be as hot as the Nine Hells, but do be careful. Heat exhaustion will be a constant danger while you're in this environment. See humidity. I am most curious to see how my compatriots will handle heat. Well, you'll probably the have humidity. a... humidity, right? It means like 99% water. He's fine. <laughs> it starts <laughs> boiling. Uh, no. <laughs> just bubbles. <laughs> Jellybean, are you okay? <laughs> Never better. Why? Dragging himself around. <laughs> Where's my phone? So Ferris as you already all... have empties, emptied his water flask, <laughs> like uh, water skin. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, all you're gonna need to hydrate, stay hydrated. And all of you are going to be expected to roll constitution checks every so often while you're here to gauge whether or not you are exhausted by the heat. 
Okay. Not necessary so far. However, as you walk towards the city, you immediately can tell what she meant about the humidity. You are sweating through your armor. You have... It looks like you got out of a pool. And each one of you notice that your usual mechanisms of cooling by evaporation of sweat, well, you're not evaporating the water that you're sweating out. It is just running off of you. I might Grok have to change clothes slick. often. Grok very slick. Jelly, Jellybean looks at you all. He cannot sweat. Like, what the fuck's wrong with y'all? <laughs> ah. What's going on? Zerdos is Melting? wearing, like, the Indiana Jones outfit, but with the, like, uh, Camp captain, like <laughs> shorts. Oh, there you go. Yeah, like scoutmaster shorts. Scoutmaster <laughs> shorts. The fucking short shorts. Those fucking... But like the Indiana Jones like shirt and but no uh, hat. That's funny. And you're just gonna see like the crawlers. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hot hair. Are you all right? Just. Oh, yes. I snake drink tried it myself as he pulls out the water skin and like like s- swallows just like the a quarter of the <laughs> of the water, I guess. As you all try and de declothe, take off layers, hydrate, you walk into the outer parts of the city, and this is the rougher part of town. This is you see like a lot of merchants carrying these carts coming through these massive gates or coming up towards them and there are all these like pop tents and different like stalls where different merchants have their goods put out a lot of different kinds of fish clams and textiles and just from a cursory glance you can tell that one of the main things that these folks deal in is the creation of textiles and then dyeing them with the many colors that come from the jungle like these yellows and cyans and aquamarines that are just so bright and vibrant. And you've never seen anything so colorful all in one place. This is clearly one of the main exports coming out of the city. Just remember the spell I have. So every once in a while, I'm going to be like almost constantly kind of moving my hands and casting prestidigitation to clean sweat off of people. Uh, <laughs> as well as... as... He's going to help and says, Are you not that spread? Maybe uh, he can oh. also cool things, right? Yes, I can chill your like shirts and stuff. Yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. remove all the sweat that is on him and like, especially Grog, but he's sweating the most as he. Yeah. Between the two of us. The smell of Grog as. <laughs> as he removed the sweat of Grog. <laughs> oh, a little bit. Thanks, little. Raven man. Pleasure. Grok, it's like a cool breeze cooling you down for a moment, and then the heat, it just comes washing back. It's so hot. It's oppressive. And compared to the drizzle and chill in Baldur's Gate, the Mediterranean climate, the heat and the humidity of this climate is so oppressive. You're instinctually shedding layers, and then you're like already down to your shirt, and you're like, I. I don't have any more layers to shed until, yeah, most of you, you've doffed most of your armor and gear into bags and backpacks that the rest of you 
that it's just like on the ground as you're not moving and then you pick it back up as we begin to move again through the crowd the air tastes wet even when the monsoon rains that have clearly swept through here and wetted everything even when it's not a downpour you can see that just everything has this continual layer of misty wetness and even as like you watch your surroundings you see that layer of wet water begin to evaporate into a just a thin layer of fog that rests just above the ground for a half beating second before evaporating as you marvel how do people live here the sheer steaming masses around you you see these huge reptiles and the size of the reptiles begins to make sense as they they're cold-blooded, but in this humid and hot environment, their size just immediately begins to make sense to you. These just huge green triceratops, yellow-feathered parasaurolophilus, and white-enameled diplodocus haul these huge carts stacked high with brightly colored textiles of wildly vivid patterns. Enormously heavy and reinforced wagons, they're all around you. On these wagons, they're loaded on these stout hardwood. Some of them are carrying ingots of dwarven metal and crates of jewels. Make They just uh, make like a, a jingling, bustling noises as they crunch over the gravelly ground to and through the gates. On their way to and from the various hilltop marketplaces that stand proud up above the jungle. Do you continue trying to go to the big old gate over there? So are we by any like merchant stalls that might be selling like the umbrellas? Absolutely. You see this merchant stall. It's a pretty like small one. This is like really just one underneath this rather large umbrella. And you see this various assortment of parasols. Some of them are lace. Other ones have these like bright yellow almost like a chamomile swirling patterns i'm gonna walk over there uh who is running the stall there is a wrinkly old lady in there that could be like 200 years old you'd say like the wrinkles on wrinkles and like folds within folds yeah my god this place dehydrated her <laughs> Excuse me, miss. I would like to purchase one of your fine umbrellas. Do you happen to have one for lavender like to match my eyes? Ah, wonderful. Of course I do, Terry. Right, this... Oh, here's what you're looking for. And she, like, turns around on this swivel stool and then's going through this barrel behind her and she pulls out this extremely bright colored maroon lavender and the pattern here is like checkered but the checkers are different kinds of fabrics woven in on each other the textile pattern is what gives it a actual tangible physical textile uh, checkered pattern and it is very bright this side from the loot berry fruit we are able to find this yes this will accentuate your eyes so lovely it really bring out the loveliness 
It is quite nice. How much for this wonderful piece of work? Well, it's usually sell for one gold, but for you, since it's such a perfect fit, how's five silver sound? That sounds quite lovely. Damn. Here you are, darling. And please recommend Granny's, Granny Goodness's parasols to anyone that you come across. Granny Goodness. I will do just that. Wonderful. Uh, hand over the gold to be bro- uh, broken down. Mm-hmm. And she hands well, you back five at silver. At the same time, cast uh, Mage Hand to grab the parasol and hold it over my head. Oh my god. That's, oh, that's wow. adorable. That's a masterful trick. Oh, goodness gracious. You have a wonderful day. You too. I love this, Granny. And as you turn around, you didn't see it before, Zerados, but now that the crowd is kind of parted and gives you more of an angle through back towards the wall of the city, there's this giant pit amongst the hustle and bustle that seems, well, there seems to be some kind of traffic jam near the pit. And it's... About 50 yards long and maybe 10, 15 yards wide. Hmm. Jump at the pit. Just a hole? A big old hole, but it's longer than it is wide. It, it runs down the entire street on the way towards the wall and the gate. Does it look like it was like a sinkhole that just appeared, or does it look part, uh, specifically made? Too uniform to be a sinkhole. No, this looks square. It is uh, quite geometrical. It's uh, rectangular in its shape, so it is clearly something that's been constructed. And you, as you get a little bit closer, as you continue with the group towards the city gates, you see that the ledges, the edges, have been carved into stone that's set into the dirt. What's in the pit? Well, as you get closer... You see that this traffic jam, it's being caused by a young boy. He's no older than 16, and he's collapsed between the poles of a rickshaw, and he is sweating through his brightly plaid clothing some five feet from the pit, and people are having to, like, ah, get out of the way, Akbad. Going around him and then pulling these different, like, carts and hear different, like, insults that you don't quite understand because they're in another language, but they are not flattering, you assume. And he has just fallen into the ground. You can tell he's clearly delirious. As you're all about to walk by him, you're... I'm casting Healing Word. You cast Healing Word. I cast Healing Word. Healing Turd. As you're about to cast Healing Word... From the rickshaw, this mean, fat old man gets off the overloaded cart and pulling a bamboo cane right, it he wrings it in his hands as he approaches the kid, yelling at him as the kerfuffle of traffic continues to grow around you. The child is confused and tries to get to his feet, and the old, he just starts to lay into him and viciously, savagely whip the cane into the boy's head, smashing his face. Shock. He tries to cover himself, and with his arms, he puts him up to defend himself as the reed just descends into his head once over and over again. The splits, and then it begins to rip apart the boy's skin. And as the filleted fat and tissue from his body whips over and around on the ground, he's pooling a blood around him. 
There's a useless pile of pterodactyl shit. You serve better as lunch in the run. Please, uh, please stop. Uh, will intervene. Please yeah, uh, stop. Uh, I'm sorry. I was trying. I'm going to have main no. hand, like, fencing block the cane. So, yeah, your mage hand the grabs the cane <laughs> as it's, like, raised over the old's head. He looks around and sees you all coming. You cast Healing Word. Go ahead and roll that healing, um, that healing, not damage, but, yeah, go ahead and roll dice to see how much you heal. Grog, okay. not what was the name of the granny? Granny Goodness. Jelly Bean. Granny what? Goodness. Granny Goodness. Goodness, okay. That's seven. Seven points. Damn, seven, seven points. Jelly, Jelly, Jelly Bean's going to rush forward and put himself between the guy and the kid. All right. So he sees Jelly Bean, you coming over, the mage hand, snopping the cane, and then this sudden... Uh, describe to me how you heal, actually. Like, how does your radiant energy look as it recovers this young man? Okay, um... I lay a hand on the healing symbol on my belt, and I uh, speak the few words of the incantation. And then it's almost like um, the wounds on this boy's skin um, turn to stone and crumble off. The blood on the ground, and it—they're gone. Running from this young man's face suddenly crystallizes and like chunks of rock begin to float as dust into the wind. Those once savage wounds that he experienced are no longer there and you see him recover as he stands up. Yeah. You like the kid so much, why don't you pull him through the run? And Jellybean, just as you're about to step in between the old man and the kid, he savagely kicks him, like Leonidas, into the pit. If you'd like to, go ahead and make a dexterity check as you try and push yourself in between him and the kid. The kid is going to make a dexterity check to try and get out of the way. Is there any, like, can I make, like, an acrobatics to try it? Because Jelly Bean's fast. Acrobatics, He's absolutely. He's got a 40-foot movement Awesome. Uh, can I make if he if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't catch it can reason cast levitation uh, levitate on the on the boy uh, a thirteen roll the fourteen you get there just too late as the kick pounds the kid in the chest and he goes windmilling back into the pit and you guys begin to hear something from within the pit. Wait, hold on. Wait. Um, uh, I think uh, I think Rock would probably try to pick up this man. You know, just kind of really. Oh, wait, grab- would this count as? Wait, hold on. Would this count as initiating a grapple to catch him? Not quite. Is, You're there just him? a little bit too late. Um, like, if I were to get there, would that count as? If I had passed, would I? count as grappling because i have advantage on that because that's more 
Well, I think oh. you just got there a little too late. Just got uh, okay, there a yeah, little okay. bit too late. And as you yeah. look over the side, you see yeah. these velociraptors begin what? to close in on the kid. Why would they have um, a velociraptor pit in the city? Okay. Can I just levitate on the guy that is falling? I don't know. Okay. Um, absolutely, you can cast levitate on this kid. He is just about... So he falls into the pit, and you see these velociraptors coming from the other side of the pit, calling each other, slowly making their way like a bunch of tigers, lions, closing in on their prey. As the kid like scrambles back up to his feet, you cast levitate on him. Okay, he rises up and he fits in the air. And uh, every second, I'm going to pull closer to uh, to the group. Ah, great. Well, problem solved. Fifteen. But, uh, yeah. Fifteen feet. How? Uh, how soon? How, how fast is that? Fifteen feet. Wait. What? How fast is that? Fifteen feet. Is that fifteen feet every six seconds, every round, or? It is. Uh, how far uh, down is he? Uh, how deep is the pit? Forty feet. Damn. I'm six. It goes to up to 60 feet. <laughs> 60 feet every six seconds, every round? Uh, 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 you can see within range, right, rate, uh, range, presence, very feet, and remain suspended there for the duration. The spell can levitate a target that weighs over, over 500 pounds. An unwilling creature, I'm assuming that will be willing because he's falling. The target can move only by pushing or pulling against the fix, which I'll you to, to climb. Does it move as if it were climbing? Yeah. I can, can push off the ground and go up like 20 yeah, feet. Yeah, I can, I can change the direction, like up, down, uh, left or right. So it raises up uh, every round 20 Target feet. can move up or down as part of... Or... So every six seconds. So... You can't so levitate. Up to the pit and goes goes to the group safely. And oh, it's happening! It's happening again! Oh God! So yeah, you cast levitate just as these velociraptors have circled in around this kid. You cast levitate, and he pushes off the ground, and he rises twenty feet into the air. Just as these raptors try and pounce in on him. And they miss. Kid rolled a good, uh, yeah, you see him like raise his feet just as these velociraptors try and nip his toes. They didn't roll too high on their athletics check, but yeah, he starts like Spider Manning up the side of the pit and eventually, like his head crests over the side and he comes back out to the top and. <laughs> Oh, Christ. Oh, my God. I almost got eaten alive down there. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Holy shit. What is the purpose of this pit? Wookie, turn your lag switch off. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I got that. Uh, well, so, what happened with uh, the guy? Does it comes to us? Yeah. Yeah, he got out. Yeah, Grog, he's gonna grab this old man. Really grapple onto him. I'm going to uh, spread that out so it is one use of my um, of my, uh, the charge of my magic actons. So there's that. 
So, what do I roll for that? Do you think I... Probably contested grapple or athletics. Athletics. Yeah, athletics makes... or acrobatics oh. or whatever. All right. It's athletics to grab somebody, they, and then the opposing gets athletics or acrobatics. God. He rolled a four. He did not roll good on his athletics check. I got 24. Yeah, so you grab him by his his collar, and he's like, oh, God, I am being held right now. <laughs> All right. Grok dangles him over the pit. Oh, hey, hold on. <laughs> this is odd. This is unnecessary. I don't know. This is really turned back on me here. Ah, uh, um. Uh, look, I, I could give you money. Please don't throw me into the pit. Uh, I, uh, it is not my time. I am a fat man. I cannot make the execution a run. Grok. Jellybean. You are you, mean. Mean people deserve to be exterminated and Grok kind of loosens his grip just dangling whoa. him ever so slightly whoa 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 whoa, whoa. please so what do you want uh, you want money you want women I can get you anything you need here Grok looks at his group kind of gauging whether he should do it you know I mean he, he wants to know if this is okay to drop this old man into this pit <laughs> no. Jelly Bean like, Jelly Bean's eyes convey no emotion as he just stares at them. Do not just grok, goes, drop him, Grok. It is not worth it. Perhaps he will learn his lesson. Grok reluctantly retrieves him from the pit and places him on the ground. Oh, oh thank you. Oh, thank you for sparing me. I am so sorry. I'll never treat any of my employees like that ever again. Shelly Bean jiggles with rage at the fact that he's not thrown in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking you to the proper authorities. Just about this time, there are some very colorful shields. They are stretched dinosaur hides that you come and you see them making their way through the the crowd, there's a little bit of a ring that's formed around you at this point. And as they push their way through, you see these powerful, strong warriors, each one carrying these long pieces of wood tipped with these obsidian axe tips. And just these wildly colorful and lightweight, but sh clearly strong shields. And they make their way up to you. What's going on here? Explain yourselves. This man was mistreating his worker and threw him in the pit. We retrieved the kid and, and, and he carried the kid. Uh, Raisman is going to recreate what he said to the kid uh, mm -hmm. and imitate the, his, the voice. Ah, repeating. This is not the first time that we've got your mistreating the employees, man. You're becoming with us. You're under arrest. And he, they, there is two, like underneath the captain, these two soldiers come on either side of the person you are interrogating that you're about to throw in the pit, lift him up to his feet, and start taking him away. Thank you, strangers. I appreciate your intervention here. Not a problem. Now, Grok, if we could please move this cart so the traffic can proceed. Uh, I, I can do it. I have 18 strength. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Between you and I don't me. know that. And just looking at Grok Big BP is like you could probably do it. Yeah. But I mean Terrace does also looks pretty strong. I am not. I am a twig. Like yeah, but... a little chunk of muscle. Jello Between looks like we... a news. He has no <laughs> he has no no muscles whatsoever. Yeah, between the group, the rest of you, you all successfully move the cart out of the way. Traffic begins to flow as normal. And just as you deposit this cart on the side, the young man, he is just brimming. He's overjoyed and he is so grateful. He is thanking you. He's like, oh, thank you so much. You'll save my life and I will never repay you. Please, uh, I'll make your way to my establishment. I'll be able to give you drinks. I'll be able to give you food, housing, anything that you need. And as soon as he's like offering, like telling you where to go. I'm really doing a good deed. Here, I'm going to give him the other five silver from the gold I broke down. Oh, don't know how I got so lucky. Thank you so much. And He's like taking uh, taking the money, bowing over and over again as he begins to walk back into the crowd. You just made his day. And from the opposite direction that he's going, he's heading over towards the gates of the city. You hear, Oh, God damn it, they're eating And this uh, call. Alarm begins to sound as the rest of the crowd begins to uh, run. There is a stampede in your direction, and there are bodies being tossed up in the air, and they are flying in every direction as each one of you sees something making its way from the jungle into these outskirts of town. Oh, God! Oh, God, it hurts! Oh, my leg! Suffer. Where I'm she... suffering so much! <laughs> oh, the agony! Oh, help me! Please! Strong adventurers! Help! Oh, I need the aid of some strapping hardcore... Terrorist is already gone. He's, he's gone straight for the noise. Zerdos is going to start making his way, but he's also keeping an eye out for where Syndra went. Syndra is kind of just hanging back, watching with amusement as you guys have intervened and continues to hold down the spot that she's taken. She's watching with um, the body language. She's got like her hands, she's got her arms crossed, but the hips are like extended. So she's not annoyed, but uh, bemused. Mm. So if you would uh, be so she kind. She's safe, so. Now she's solid. And yeah, as you guys come and you begin making your way towards this kerfluffle, you see spilling in from the forest that surround these jungle vines uh, that surround the city, a huge white-haired ape stomps in and is beginning to tear in the limbs and defenestrating people as he throws them through the stalls at the buildings here. This massive, four-armed, great ape just begins to rip through the city, and in his wake are these two pale-skinned dwarves that are coated in these vines with yellow flowers that put off a horrible musk. You can smell just the rotting, sweet smell of death. If you'd be so kind to put yourselves on the map, please. 
Okay. Which side? Okay. Uh, put yourselves on the left side. I couldn't find a pit that was rectangular like it's supposed to be, but... Mm, that's fine. Uh, how do I do that, actually? Uh, you can just drag it from the character journal onto... We don't have our armor on, right? <laughs> you guys needing armor. <laughs> yeah, what losers. <laughs> I barn these at the game. I probably should wear armor, but... Uh... But he says that we duff off our armor to get there. Yeah, because it's super hot. I think that was just Wookiee's flavor text. Yeah, okay. flavor text. Uh, you can put the armor on really fast if you want to. I will. Uh, oh well, my god. See... Oh my god, I'm having so much trouble right now. So are the flowers, like, growing out of the dwarves? Or... Wait, what is this? Uh, that map just finished oh, uploading. It's, why is it on top of Jelly Bean? Hold on. I'm sorry. Wait, I'm no, sorry. No, he's crushed. No. Oh, <laughs> he has no bones to break. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put that on that layer. Oh god. I'm sorry, I'm having technical difficulties so bad right now. Ooh, my god, it worked. I figured it out. Okay. It was okay. the mountain. We're good. Okay. Was that Dwayne the Mountain Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> He's actually quite what? short. <laughs> is is that really? It, it is a mountain. Yeah. Who is the mountain? That's me. Terrorist Stone Stacker. Okay, Terrorist. Yeah. Oh god. He's a mountain dwarf. Worship. Oh, I'm back, guys. Sorry, I was gone. Welcome back! Yeah, I was gone. I was like, darn. I'm missing important stuff. No, uh, just uh, being a scrub and trying to get the combat ready. So welcome back. Good timing. Alright. So are the flowers the actually growing out of them? What was that question, Zerdos? Is the flowers growing out of the dwarves? Or is it just kind of on, attached? Are they wearing vines or are they having vines sprout from them? So you try and look. Actually, give me a perception check because you see these vines wrapped around and they seem to be coming from within the dwarves. 14. Zerdos, it doesn't look like these vines are healthy and are probably up to no good. What you see, Resvin, is that these vines have grown from within the skulls and the bodies of these dwarves. And you can see that they are protruding from the brains or what used to be the brain cavity and now has been a hollowed out shell. And now the vines have infiltrated the nervous system of the body after destroying the minds of these dwarves and are now controlling them. And these yellow flowers that emerge from these skulls are looking around and controlling. They are like the new heads. And they are looking around, perceiving the environment, and directing the bodies of these dwarves on towards you. Can I roll insight to see if these are intelligent? Mm. You can tell offhand that there is a purpose. These are, these are so much as they're alive, they have a function and a purpose that they're completing. They not, may not be intelligent in the same way that you and I experience consciousness, but they are very set on their goals and 
completing. Yeah, so this uh, this here gorilla zombie is going to go. <laughs> and he's going to run up to you, Terrast. We're not rolling initiative. Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. Let's roll initiative. <laughs> oh, I saved you for an attack. <laughs> Just wanted to run up and smack you with the gorilla. All right, 17. Let's Better go. roll good, then. Oh, I forgot. Four. I like the character. Roll two. Oh, baby, let's go. Ooh. Let's go. That's what I've been waiting for. Yeah, I this is what we're waiting for. Uh, it's always great when you technically roll 14, but you have a minus two. You have a minus two, two. Well, I yeah. rolled a five, and I have a minus one. I have a minus two. Dex. And strength. Jellybean, you're up first. We're four people? Oh, we not have one more. I'm checking something real quick. Right. One, two, three, four, where's five. Croc? Yeah, we're. Grok says that. Are we missing was... somebody? Yeah, we're missing Grok. Grok? Yeah. Grok. Grok is moving. Grok's moving. Grok moving. <laughs> okay, you're. Yeah, that's you're awesome. the mic. I know I'm right down the initiative. Okay. Alrighty, well, I guess a Jelly Bean goes ahead. Jelly Bean, you go ahead. You're uh, now 20. Yeah, that's going to go, man. Uh, Jelly Bean starts moving towards the big ape guy, and he takes on a humanoid form. Arms and, a le- and, arms and legs. And, uh... Wookie, I'm gonna need a deck saving throw. The big ape. Oh my god, you're far away. That's a six. Uh, yeah. Um. So he's gonna take. Oh, we have to roll. Whoops. Take seven force damage as Jelly Bean's arms, like his little noodle arms, explode and shape into giant fucking muscular arms that rival Grok's. That's cool. <laughs> Alright, I got the damage. And because I. Seven uh, force damage, yeah. Astral self, my Jeez. need to check. Get that I, can, I spend one range. key point, which gives... Yeah, I have extended range. So really, I could have just sat out of range of them and did that, but... Yeah. Oh. And since I spent a key point, and you let me use key fuel packs, I get an extra attack. Extra attack. My action, so... Oh. 14 and an 18 to hit. Both hit. It'll be 18 force damage total. Oh my god. Get spanked out of the gate. Now this happened. And that's the end of Jellybean's turn. 
That's going to bring us oh, to Rasmus. By the way, Jellybean is now roughly uh, six feet tall with giant muscular arms. All, he's still jelly, though. <laughs> Fantastic. Muscular jelly. Rasvin, you're up. All right. Jellybean, you got to get the, uh, a bardic inspiration as Crow's saying a song that uh, probably will. Uh, it's not the original voice. It is. Go get inspired and you feel the magic gaze. And uh, you get a bardic inspiration. Bardic inspiration again, like a 1D something? 1D? 1D6. 6 And I can add it to any roll? Yup. No. Uh, don't. It's not any roll. It's your valor. It's not any roll. Just uh, play. No, ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. So it, good to know. Good to know. All right, and as a nightshin, he will cast this and whisper on the on this thing. He has to make a uh, wisdom saving throw. Fifteen. I success, but he will take half damage from that. So you will take six psychic damage. Got the damage. Shit, didn't get the weight. Uh, uh, it's gonna stay far away. It's gonna be like, oh, that's not what I wanted to do. Let's make it here. There you go. And that's the end of his turn. Yeah, it's gonna bring us to Zerdos. Okay. Um. I'm also going to be staying far away. But it looks like Jelly's got the big one handled, so I'm going to here, and I'm going to cast Chaos Bolt on this. Um, farther dwarf thing. Never mind, that's a natural one. No, no! Goes a little wide, big target, but still, you know, sometimes has magic. You know, magic's tough. Rock, what is your initiative? It's five. Oh, damn. No. Still going before me. Oh, no. Uh, these zombies only have a speed of 20 feet. Uh, however, because I cashed that, there is now a arcane rune on my forehead that is glowing. Ooh, mysterious arcane rune. What does it do? Uh, you'll find out. <laughs> Devil man have magic on forehead. That zombie mm. can't quite make it there. So one zombie will get there. He will try and slam the jelly man. 18. Does an 18 hit you, Jelly Bean? Yes, it does. I need a D8. Eight for damage. D8 for damage, and I am... Um... Roll it for you. I want to roll it. I want to roll it. Okay. You go ahead and roll it. I can get a T8. 
Mm. Yeah, so. Yeah, this monster. This monster! This dwarf that you can tell has clearly had its body snatched from it by this vines. You see these yellow flowers emit a disgusting sweet rot. As it punches you. Oh. Almost rolled it off the table. Four plus. Well, it's going to be five points of bludgeoning damage. It's going to be the end of the zombies' turns. Grok, your move! Grok roars in a primal rage and goes into a feral state, raging as any good barbarian would. Oh, yeah! With his rage, he dives first into combat. He goes boom, boom, bam, bam, and slams his maul into this ugly-looking zombie. I wasn't always ugly. Oh. <laughs> All right, um, we're going to make an attack. Why don't you flank him? Yeah, you should flank him. Get advantage. Uh, just because. <laughs> Fine, I'll flank him. Alright. Brock flanking the this ugly zombie that's always been ugly is going to attack. My wife would braid my beard and we would experience such moments of intimacy. Oh, haven't you ever had a wife before, Croc? Don't hurt me! <laughs> Oh. <laughs> emotional <Lord>. damage. <laughs> Take 20 points emotional of emotional damage. damage. Break down crying. Oh. My wife! My wife! <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to attack. Does a 12 hit? 12 hits. Yeah. AC of 9. And he smashes his giant maul into the zombie's creature, doing 13 damage. I've got the damage. Is that including rage damage? Is that including rage damage? Come on, what do you think I am? A, an amateur? I honestly don't know if that's including rage damage. <laughs> yes, it is. So it's 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 6 plus yeah. 3 plus 4. Nope, that's not including rage damage, so that's 15 damage. 15 damage. I've got the extra 2 damage. Got it. And that will end Grok's turn. It's going to bring us to Tarast. Mm-hmm. I'm holding my maul with one hand, which of course isn't enough to wield it. I'm doing it to cast magic weapon, second level spell. As I speak the incantation, I say, By my heart of stone, may my enemies be brought low. Uh, my maul is now a plus one maul for, I think, one minute. Damn! Very useful early levels. So I'm gonna go here. And I'm gonna hit that dwarf. That is... And I've won. Well, uh, that goes a little wide. Oh yeah, um, um, as I have cast the spell, my maul is kind of crossed over with chunks of stone. 
So it's a lot heavier now. It's a little difficult to gauge where the zombie's flesh is, and some of the vines have wrapped himself around the zombie, and you cleave through those vines, but you don't actually do any damage to the zombie. Is that your turn? Mm-hmm. That's going to bring us to the Gorillion's oh, turn. It's been a while since I've cast this one. Gorillion. Hmm. What are the rules about moving through people? Move there. I have to make a contested strength check. Let's make contested strength checks. That's going to be contested strength checks on the part of Jelly Bean and Terast against the Gorillion Zombie. Ooh, he rolled an 18. That's going to be a 19 for me. Strength. Strength. Just strength. 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 Athletics or athletics, usually. Oh, athletics, yes. Athletics or acrobatics. Yeah, why not? Right, if I can roll athletics, then I'll do that. This gorillion tries to push his way through and muscle so he can get flanking. I have to roll because all strength rolls are done with wisdom whenever I'm an astral arms force, so let's see. Uh, Still don't pass at 25. Yeah, Terrast will keep him from moving. Damn, I fucking rolled a nat one. <laughs> That's fucked up. He just pushes anyway, right he's on gotta through. He's got to beat a twenty-five. What? He's a twenty-five. The, the big thing sort of runs against Terrast and bounces off. Oh, Terrast is still firmly rooted in the ground. It's part of the earth. Because oh. a mountain. Yeah, no. fucking mountain. How are you gonna Boy. get past that? bounces off him, and then he looks at you and he's like, oh, move, rock! And he is going to smack you. And he rolled a two. That's not good. Two (laughs) is very bad. Wow, he makes five attacks. Yep. Guess one with each of his claws. That makes sense. Alright, so first one misses. Ash. So he reaches in and tries to buck, bite the rock, but the rock is hard. So a few of his teeth break, and they come out. But then he just starts smacking you with his claws. Does a 24 hit you, Tarast? Yes. Does a 10 hit you? No. 12? No. 18? Yep. Okay. So that's two hits. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be 12 damage to you as two of these slamming fists come into you and try again. Break rock. Break rock's about to 15 HP. Damn. Then that's going to be the end of the Gorillion's turn. Bringing us back to the top of the initiative. Jellybean! Alrighty, here we go. Jellybean <laughs> is going to go th- here. He's going to go around behind the big guy, and I'll take the attack of opportunity from this man. Uh, 
17 plus 3 does a 20 it hit. It's, yeah. That's going to be 6 points of damage. Already. Now, have advantage against the big ape man. So Jelly Bean is going to spend key point to do flurry of blows it's in three attacks. Eighteen. Not twenty. Oh, I guess. I guess if it's. I guess if it's advantage, that's a nat twenty. Nice. One. Nat twenty. Oh my god. So that's. And that do it. Ba. That's the 21. second attack. Twenty-one. This is the third attack. That's. One more. Shit. One more. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Nine plus four plus a six plus. A, wait, how are we doing critical damage? Is it just double the? Is it? I roll the dice and um, then double that dice damage, and then you add the plus bonus. Oh. Uh, it says it here on roll twenty. There's force damage and force critical damage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not how we're keeping. Right. Yeah. So that's nine times two. Uh, Seventeen. I rolled a four. Good now. Um, twenty-seven. 27, 27 damage. Force damage. Oh, ha ha. So you just start wailing on this motherfucker and you just perfectly see the points where his rotted flesh is about to pull apart and you just start dismantling him. Every every Rip. strike, with every strike, he goes, <laughs> and he, you just punch him perfectly in each one of his joints and all four of his arms fall off. He's still up, but he doesn't have any arms anymore. It's uh, it for Jelly Bean's turn. Or has he doesn't, been. Have, he doesn't have arms anymore? Okay. <laughs> you just saw Jelly Bean rip off all of this guy's arms, and he's kind of doing the thing where he's backpedaling, and he's trying to swing his arms around, but he doesn't have any arms, so he's just continually falling. Can't okay. catch his balance. Alright. Uh yeah, let's find out of his misery. Um he's gonna cast this little mystery again. On the, the gorilla. Mm-hmm. Uh wisdom save. I think he has a minus three to wisdom. Minus two to wisdom. That's gonna be an eleven. Alright. Uh he's gonna take the full damage. Uh, give me a stack. He had one hit point left. Okay. Uh, just, uh, just on, well, yeah, cast at the first level, but it's gonna take, like, I guess the six psychic damage. And you're gonna see, like, um, he's gonna, he's gonna whisper in his eyes, like, and uh, literally, like, it's gonna edit, is going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> Scanner style is uh, just pops like a balloon. Yeah, it does a white noise into his, like, 
his head and you see like his head shaking a bit and explode his head. <laughs> yeah, you also see a torso fall over the ground. And the gorillon is dead. Alright. Uh who wants the Bardic inspiration? Uh, I can take it if you want. Alright, you get a Bardic inspiration as a bonus action. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you had a D6 to any roll. There you go. And that's going to be his turn. He's going to stay here. It's going to be Zerdos' turn. Can you put down X on, on this guy? I am going to try Chaos Bolt again. Southern must work. Chaos Bull. 17. 17 hits. It's going to be 10 damage. I've got the damage. Lightning damage. Lightning damage? Oh my god. As the bolt starts to fire, it kind of is this myriad colors like almost like a prismatic beam before it splits off into just blue and slams into him. Oh god. And yeah. a rune on my the back of my right hand lights up. Cool. Yeah, okay, I got the damage on the yellow musk zombie. He, he It's like watching him get tased. He goes rigid for a moment. <laughs> For continuing to hobble over towards Terrast. Is that it for your turn, Zerdos? Uh, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. All right. He'll just continue to hobble forward. And give Terrast another snackety snack. Uh, that's going to be a 21 to hit you, Terrast. Hits. That's going to be... Uh, ooh, max damage. Nine points of damage on you, sir. Blood you need. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's going to be... Down six. This zombie is going to go ahead and take a step away from you. Grok. If you'd like to make an opportunity attack Gronk, you may do so. Fantastic. And I do. I will. Sounds like a perfect opportunity. Jelly Bean would would also get an opportunity attack. He has a range of 10 feet with his astral arms. Uh, So that's 9 damage. It's going to be 9. Oh, yes. You're right. (laughs) 9 damage. Astral arms are so good. Wookie, did you hear me? I did hear you. Would he have to move? Oh, he left the range. He left the range of. He left the range of Grok, but not Jellybean. Yeah, Yeah, right here. Yeah, he has the ten feet reach. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, go ahead and take an opportunity attack on the southern yellow creeper, yellow musk zombie. Nine. Oh, nine I had hits. Bardic Inspiration. Bardic Inspiration, yes. That hits anyway? 
Nine is the AC of the zombie. Oh. Okay. Four stamp. You see his arm, like he throws a punch and his arm stretches out like fucking Luffy's from One Piece. Gum gum and all? <laughs> all right. It's <laughs> a meaty hit. Okay. That's going to be the end of the zombies' turns. Grok, it's your move. Great. Grok, still enraged by the zombie's comment about his wife, he <laughs> charges straight at him in reckless oh, wow. attack. Uh, I guess he doesn't need to reckless attack. He doesn't reckless attack, and he attacks him normally. Yeah, with you see the, the zombie you're trying reckless to go in on. attack him for the flavor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the zombie you're trying to attack, he is attempting to grapple with Taras. He's trying to like take him down to the ground and do a zombie-eating munchy pit, but he's too weak, and he rolled a three. So go ahead and make your attacks. Okay, so 19. <clears throat> Does that hit? Yes. Alright, and with one mighty swing of his hammer, he aims straight for the head. Boom! Dealing 12 damage. Much like the gorillon that <laughs> the dissonant whispers popped his head, you crush the skull of the dwarf and you just leave a torso as he falls to the ground. Never speak. The vines that had inhabited the skull of the zombie. You see the flowers like wither and curl as they with as they squirm like snakes for a second. Grok satisfied and sister. That's gonna bring us to the Terrast's turn. Mm-hmm. So, from the viewpoint of Tarask, there's basically been hell breaking loose all around him. Like, Jellybean does his arms and whips them around at lightning speed, uh, completely annihilating the body of the big one. Um, Razven, that's the correct pronunciation, sends his resonances over the battlefield, exploding the mind of one of the enemies. Zodo sends a crackling bolt of energy right past Drast into one of the zombies. Now Grok has crushed one of their skulls with a mighty swing of um, his maul. So Drast is... Well done, friends. And I'm going to make uh, two attacks against the zombie. As in one with my action, one with my bonus action, because I'm a war cleric. War cleric, let's go. I don't think there's any way I can get advantage here, because there's nobody else around this one zombie. So I'm just going to roll normally. That's another nap one. Uh, with my second attack, that's a 14. That hits. That hits. So that's 2d6 plus 5, I believe. Yes. 15 bludgeoning damage. Magical bludgeoning damage. How do you want to finish off the last zombie? Um, let me think. 
So Duras brings his mole up and then slams it down and all of the stone that's been um, growing and crusting on this hammer because of the magic weapon spell now flows onto the zombie and petrifies it. Each one of you sees the rock rise out of the earth and slowly entomb this last zombie. It tries to resist and brush it off, but it's already been so weakened it can't resist as it is literally buried alive. Mm. And then there's a sort of rumbling in the stone and you see sort of tr um, um, trails of blood flowing from the stone uh, showing that it this thing has been crushed. Oh, Gara moment. So cool. Fuck, I hit him with the sand prison. <laughs> that rock. And Wookie thought of the same thing. Sand prison. Gara moment. Oh, that rocked. <laughs> All right. So uh, for the moment, you guys are out of initiative order. You guys, uh, as you look around in this moment of... Ah, well, accomplishment. You definitely defended the city a little bit there. But it doesn't last long, because as soon as you turn around, you hear <sighs> rustling through the leaves. And as you look back towards the forest, once again, emerging from the edges all around this city, Portnanzaru, uploading, uploading. Oh, God. You see three, six, ten Ankylosauruses, and as they move into your proximity, as you get a closer look at them, you see parts of their scales that have fallen off, and their ribcages just exposed. Their nose rotted through, brains pooling and dripping down their skulls as they charge. <laughs> directly towards you all. They're fast. For living undead, they move quickly like lightning. And they move towards you all. And as you look back towards the city, you see this massive metal gate starting to lower. And you see very clearly, this is a quick time event. Wonderful. Love quick time events. Oh, Each yeah. one of you. I don't think we are winning this battle. We should escape. Yeah, we should go. Turning to Thank run. God. Following Zodos' suggestion, each one of you sprints towards the gate and try and get safety before the gate slams shut. Each one of you, please make acrobatics checks or athletics checks as you try and outrun the Ankylosauruses. Um, I still have my bardic inspiration. So I'm going to use that. Long Strider on myself and on Terrast. What's that do? So, Wookie, how would you... That increases movement speed by 10 feet. Nice. Okay, so I have 35 feet and I rolled a 22. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use a word of all... And what uh, check are we making? Okay, when you when you said gate, do you mean like there's like it's like a bar gate or is it like a solid wall? It is a solid wall, but it oh. is like all right. 
Oh, yeah. God. It's like one of those well, double doors. Razvin, you trip. And as you go sprawling, your friends... Oh, no. Oh, fuck. I'm just going right there with um, you. Can Jellybean do anything oh, gee, to like, have them go ahead of him? Jellybean's gonna... Can Jellybean do a roll to save them? Jellybean? He can get in in other ways. Because he's amorphous. He doesn't have a body. Just slip okay, under the door. Uh, uh, I'm going to use something. Uh, tells from beyond. Let's see. Okay, I rolled it more. Maybe, so. maybe as they're running, maybe Grok maybe tries to grab one of the, you know, maybe Zed. Okay, guys. I rolled a four before deception, so. And it's. Uh, Jellybean, would you do me a solid and meet yourself? You're a little okay, fuzzy. Um, okay, everyone. Sorry. Uh, I use tell from behind, and I roll a four, which is the tell of the runaway. The target can immediately use his reaction to report up to 30 feet to an occupied state that he can see. When the target teleports, he can choose a number of creatures that he can see within 30 feet of it, up to my charisma. They may use the same reaction, so we both, everyone, teleport 30 feet. At, uh, What's your charisma modifier? That is four. Huh? Zerdos, as you I... go down sprawling, you look up and you're 30 feet further than than you were from the Ankylosauruses, which are still quickly gaining, but you look up and the gate is that much closer. And as you pick yourselves up, each one of you is so close to making it into the gate. The last few members of the stalls of this outdoor marketplace are like carting their things quickly inside. Some of our are abandoning them just in the street as these zombies continue to storm and smash their way through the outer buildings on their way towards these huge walls that surround the city. Give me one um, more. Is, is the gate within 30 feet? It is almost within 30 feet. It's like 50, 60 feet away. The Ankylosauruses okay. are about 30 feet behind you. So give me one more acrobatics check to get inside the gate as it's just about to close down. It's got like another 10 feet to, okay. to go I'm before it's completely out. shut. I'm going to use that same reaction again because I can. I can use it. To, it is my last bardic inspiration. So everyone teleports again. 30 feet to the gate. As you look behind you and each one of you sees just this sliver of a crack as the door begins to shut. Wait. Um, you know why I asked about the 30 feet? Why? I have a plan. Um, I'm oh. gonna throw my immovable rod and I'm gonna cry to Zerdos, Zerdos, do something! And... My idea is that Zerdos can maybe do a mage hand or something else to press the button on the immovable rod and stop the gate from going down further. That's a good idea. I think we're good, though. I think we're inside. Yeah. Oh. All of you are yeah, in the inside, but you see these other people getting trampled and eaten alive, and some of them are getting crushed, and they're like, who are two Granny or three? Goodness make it. You see Granny Goodness hobbling, just about to cross the threshold to the gate, and she... Is so close, but she might get crushed. It's gonna be tight. And yeah, I'm definitely having the mage hand drop the parasol to fly over to click the button to get stuff in place. The parasol no, goes. Ghost. 
that matched nicely with your outfit. The parasol <laughs> spins like a top as it falls to the ground. You float the immovable rod just to the very tip above Granny Goodness's head, and it just barely in time touches the top of the gate, allows her to, Oh, goodness gracious, oh, so terrible outside. Uh, you press the button, stops the gate as she crosses the threshold, and then as the Ankylosaurus is about to slam into the gate, you press the button again as the gates... Begin to get hammered on by these huge hammer tails of the Ankylosaurus's. It's so, so, so. Oh, thank goodness you made it. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, I will give you free parasols for life anytime you come by my shop. Oh, my goodness. That will not be necessary, but I'm sure my friends would not mind. That was quick thinking, Trust. I will have the mage hand float the rod back to you. Oh, thank you very much. There is now also, uh, just below the collar, you can see another rune glowing. Grok could have taken those. Jellybean's gonna walk over to to Grok. Jellybean's gonna walk over to Grok, still like six foot tall with humongous fucking beefy arms and like puts his hand on his shoulder and goes, what if? (laughs) And then he's just gonna form back down to his three foot blob form. (laughs) It's truly amazing what's inside that gelatinous body. Yes, I quite agree. It is quite fascinating. Please, I'm gonna walk up to Jelly Bean. Could you please explain how you're able to do this? Holy my notebook. <laughs> Jelly Bean like looks up, like you can tell that the eyes in his face they they aren't actually like a part of him. They're pseudo eyes. They're just like little kind of glowy rocks. And he just goes, yeah, well, you see, I just kind of, I kind of do this. And he just, it's up to humanoid form again. And he, then he just changes back down to just a two-armed form and then a three-armed form. And then he just goes back to his normal blob form. So I just kind of do that. Do you understand the process of how you do that? Oh. It's, it's like, uh, it's like the, uh, the, the, the breathing thing you guys do. It's like that. Fascinating. Just quickly jotting things down. <laughs> You'll run to get used to it. It's pretty impressive at first, but it's actually uh, second nature to Jelly Bean. He's very resourceful and useful ally. But in any case, don't don't become too amused with his antics. They can be a little distracting. In any case. Ah. And Syndra comes back over to the group as she made it inside the gates quite a while ago. As she saw all the activity and the fighting going down, she immediately got to a safe place. But sees that you all made it inside and rejoins the group. I uh, will be making my way to Wakanda's villa on the Merchant's Hill. The rest of you, I suggest you find lodging in either the Thundering Lizard or... It's the House of Repose. I believe it's... Ah, yes. 
Kea's, uh, Kea's House of Repose. Both lovely establishments here in Yanzaru. Completely up to your standards, I'm sure. Have them put the tab on my name. I'll pay for it. Rest up. That is quite generous. No, no, no. We're here for a mission. It's the least I could do. Rest up. I'll come and find you. We will. Also, there might be uh, some other tasks we could do in the city. As she all... As she begins to lead you all down the streets of the city, there's still quite of a fear of air, an air of fear in the city as the gates and the walls, they continue to get beat against by this latest round of zombie incursions against the city. But this is not the first time the city's dealt with this, and you can tell that this might even be a usual occurrence. The walls are thick, reinforced doors are now closed, and... Warriors from all over the city carrying their standard axes with their obsidian tips and their colorful shields are rushing to reinforce the city wall's defenders. And as you make your way towards these establishments, these taverns, she continues to let you know what might increase your chances of success while here in Chult. A guide uh, would be very useful. Someone local, someone who knows their way around. Also, wouldn't do any damage to be able to find some allies here in town. Increase our avenues and our resources of success. If there's anyone here that you run into that might need some help, go ahead and ask them how we can be a service. That sounds like a good idea. Well yes. said. Yes, I'm uh, quite eloquent. Uh, I was before. In any case, yes, obviously the brains of the group will uh, be resting at Ukanga's villa. Please rest up and I'll find you soon. We will. Well, <laughs> friends, shall we go to this house of repose or the thundering lizard? Whichever you prefer. I mean, Rick is kind of a good option. Let's go find a tavern. Or a inn. Yes, quite. We shall head. We're gonna head to the Kaya's House of Repose. Okay. So, discussing it over, you guys are like, Thundering Lizard, Chaos House of Repose. Well, Propose sounds nice. That, that's a, obviously the nicer of the two establishments. We'll go there. Yes, that would be the line of logic. Despite all the chaos, Zerdos has not... A smile has not left his face. He it's been pretty... to be among quite interesting races to study. Interesting races, a flamboyant culture, absolutely one of the most colorful places you've ever been. This is very An interesting. dream. <laughs> it truly is. And, and this, not only this group is drawing a lot of the different races of the world here, the wealth 
and the sheer like the riches of the jungles of Chult are clearly a powerhouse in economic force and it's bringing and drawing a lot of the other races a lot of different travelers from all over the world here and you are just a kid in a candy shop as you continue through the city looking for Kaya's house of repose you pass by these huge dinosaur pens and they're a little they're a little rambunctious you see within these huge bamboo cages ankylosauruses that are not zombies like they're they're still very much alive and some of them are a bit agitated and bouncing off the walls of their cages you see triceratopses and some of them are halfway in and out of these harnesses that pull these huge reinforced carts around the different stalls and and hills in which are topped with these huge bazaars and outdoor villas these these market wards that go in between these different hilltops you can tell that each one of them has a different purpose some of them focus more around jewels as you pass through them some of them around metals pulled in from the different dwarven settlements throughout Chult. You notice different kind of insignias and brands that are made and melted into the metal. Some of them are focused completely on textiles and you see these same like wild colors. And as you move around the different hills, you see one of these huge cliffs is just stained with these different dyes that are dripping down the side and it's just a colorful rainbow that is dripping down is like a, a liquid acid rainbow that's oozing down the rocks there's no earth color there's no brown there's like yellows and pinks rose and every color imaginable that's just oozing out of the dye works on top of this hill and you make your way through all of that and you find this part of the city that you've made your way into after asking for directions from numerous times there are all these wonderful waterworks. Each time you look around the city, you see a new and fantastic artistic piece. It's either a like a fountain that kids are running and, and playing in between these different spouts of water that shh, like sprout up from the ground and they run in between them, trying not to get wet, but invariably always do. You see these different statues that pour water from one into another, and the movement is just absolutely incredible. This is right on the edge of perpetual motion machines with the different buckets that whirl around these wheels into these various components and apparatuses. It's just absolutely playful and wonderful. And as you make your way through these different rain catchers that catch the rain as it comes down and store it in these wonderfully ingenious contraptions you find a public bathhouse that on the outside reads it reads Kea's House of Repose and as you make your way inside this huge archways that take people in off the streets you see people walking around in robes they are laughing and chasing each other from one bathhouse to the next there are these pools some of them look ice cold and you're not sure how they they keep the temperatures this hot or that cold some of them are almost 
like fizzy and bubbling, but they're not boiling. They just look like they have a lot of bubbles. And it's into all of this, you see this long countertop and different bathgoers coming up, getting drinks. These wonderfully fruity smells are permeating the air. And it's to this environment that you come into. And this very attractive and athletic woman sits behind the counter. Well, this is not quite what I expected. Oh, it's magnificent, isn't it? It is quite fascinating. wonder what kind of enchantments they use to keep the water so cold. Oh, I wonder what it would be like to go into one of these bathhouses. Well, shall we find out? No, we shall. You guys walk right into the bathhouse and no one stops you. What, what are you doing? I'm going to be heading up to the counter. Absolutely. It doesn't take long. Naya... Yeah, Naya looks around and sees you guys like wide-eyed. Uh, clearly from not around here, she comes up to you. Oh, yes, how can I help you? We were initially looking for a place to rest our heads, but... We have found something better for the time being. We would like to partake of your bathhouses. Absolutely. Anyone's welcome to my bathhouse. Please help yourselves. And afterwards, if you would like to catch some meal, gain your strength back, I'd be happy to set you up with some rooms as well. Uh, Great. Just... Most excellent. How much is it to partake? Uh, Depends how you are looking for your own separate rooms. And Grog has no qualms in sharing a room. I guess the question is, how many beds are in a room? We have all sorts of different rooms for everyone's different needs. We have families. We have also more luxurious options as well. If you'd like to go basic and put everyone in the same room, we could definitely accommodate that. However, if you'd each like your own room and on the more fancy side, we could definitely accommodate that well as well. Why not we share the same room, comrade? What? Grok has no qualms with this. I go split the party. Jellybean uh, looks up and just goes. I need. I just need like a bowl or something. I don't need a bed. Don't get me. Don't don't spend money on a bed for me. I just need a bowl. <laughs> I think just one room then. Very nice. All right. I'll set you up. Here's your room key. After you head out to the public path, so go ahead and make a left up the stairs. That'll be your room. Is uh, see, three B. Thank you. What? Uh, how much? How long will you be here? I can go ahead and put it on your tab. I remember your face. Oh, yes. Put it We're told on... to put it on the tab of Syndra. Yes. Syndra, uh-huh. whatever back her last town, name is. Syndra Chauvin. Syndra. Ah, I always like to see my girl coming back in through town. You know what she did the last time she was here, huh? 
Fuck, I'm sure I do. No idea. Uh, <laughs> so rather scandalous. Uh, Wakanga, he gets up to no good sometimes. He's a real uh, easy mark for the beautiful ladies. Sometimes they just twist them around their finger. And that's what happened the last time she was here. Had Otamu running all over the place for her. Also, that good job that she had. And then, in case I'm spreading rumors I shouldn't spread. You all have a good time while you're here. Let me know if you need anything or refreshments. I'll be right where I always am. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Gonna head up to the room. Yeah, uh-huh. same. Really this is drop stuff off, and then I'm gonna go to the back. Yeah, same. Locks my weapons and armor there. Yeah, you guys disappear into the bathhouse and start checking out the different pools, resting up, maybe imbibing a little bit of this tropical fruit juice. We're going to leave it there tonight. The only thing I do not depart from is a, a necklace that has a vial of some sort of dark fluid around my neck. And also, one thing you would see is in my stomach, there's a like almost a hole, like a divot in my gut. It has like lines coming off of it, a deep scar. It looks like necrotic energies. Sus. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, you gotta get and a good look at each other. And also, you be able to see the runes in pure exposure. Just the one on my collarbone, one on the back of my right hand, and then one on my forehead. What do the rest of y'all look like as you disrobe to enter the tubs? And you see, most of the people are going into the tubs nude. But there are some that are more modest that are wearing their underwear or bathing suits. Uh, Essentially, I want a Japanese scene where you're all going into the bathhouse together. I want an anime scene (laughs) where you're all doing the beach scene. It's the beach episode. All right. Uh, Jellybean. Jellybean just looks like a a mannequin, but like uh, like some... You'll dissipate. It's fine. Jellybean's got surface tension. Uh, Jellybean has uh, just is like take goes into humanoid shape when he's bored because it's more challenging to move like that. You know, he don't got no bones or muscles. I got no bones. And occasionally, and occasionally, if he's super bored, you see him like try to imitate people around him, but he still has like the jelly mannequin look. He has no facial features, but he, you can tell he's trying to imitate somebody. Including their clothes. Y'all see Did he right? try to imitate Zarados' horns? Um, oh yeah, no, he absolutely took Zarados' form. Including the horns. And he spent like 20 minutes trying to get the horns right. <laughs> it's still a little droopy. Zarados <laughs> is like probably trying to like guide him on like, no, quite a little more pointy. Harder. Uh, it's got to be harder. He finds a chair. And he gets a towel and he tucks in his maul on a chair. And then he takes off his clothes and slowly goes into the water because he's very hot and he needs relaxation in his life. Uh, me, Raven is... Um, he's gonna look around the bath and uh, does he see like people playing uh, like traditional Japanese, like flute, uh, 
blare or something like this to appease the people in the bath. Ah, yes, a Japanese flute in a Mediterranean bathhouse. Very. Yeah. Oh, it's just asking if like there's people like playing music. There's all kinds of cultures here. There does seem to be a bit of a impromptu band. There's mostly, you see, four or five different people banging drums, and one of them is playing a flute, and it is a very rhythmic pattern that they're playing. It is quite relaxing. All right, uh, he is going to go to that and and uh, like just casually whisper. Uh, wait, I gotta up my sensitivity for that because I'm going to whisper. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, can I guys play with you? Joma, join um, up with us. All right. Uh, is gonna take. Uh, is there is gonna ask like, uh, what do you guys have as instrument that I can join with? Whatever you got, man. He's gonna put out his uh, mic. Uh, uh, got all his instrument that he have, like his man, uh, magic items, which is the mic fermid scythe, which is a lyre. Yeah, lyre. And uh, he's going to he's going to uh, recreate the sand uh, rhythm that they have. Uh, Give me a performance check. Okay. <laughs> See if you can keep the rhythm. All right. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> I have my thing called mimicry. We can I can accurately mim- mimic sound I have heard. Just like I can literally re- recreate this, the rhythm that they have. Do you want me to make a performance with advantage? Using my this thing makes sense to me. Make a performance check with advantage. All right. Uh, and I'm going to guidance myself in that. Uh, Absolutely adequate. Nine. All right. Uh, that's going to 18? be eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Not only are you able to keep the rhythm, you're able to add a little bit of flair, a little bit of solos in between the different rhythms. Everyone's pretty impressed, and they all begin to smiling. People, when they walk by you, bounce a little bit, pep in their step. They're absolutely bringing a flair to this environment that's much appreciated. And as each one of you just really settles in to relaxing into the hot springs... Also, everyone, I'm going to put out the song of rest. So to add a little bit more flavor so everyone can fully rest, like peacefully. Everyone can be in a decent, uh, if they want to, uh, to heal themselves. Well, I want to add something too, just to flavor wise. Uh, before they went to the bathhouse, Jellybean took out his pseudo eyes. So he's just a blob now. There's no glowy eyes. And it makes them look a lot less friendly. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Does he still have the bow tie? Uh, no, he took the bow tie off. That's, uh, a... that that's just like that's oh. his whole personality right there. Yeah, that's his. That's his one item of clothing. <laughs> Amazing. Raven is going to. He has like a white robe on him, 
uh, sadly, I can it 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 is black, but uh, just picture yourself that it is white. Uh, just gonna like uh, re keep it on, even it's if it if it's hot. But what I've removed is uh, his armor, but uh, just see him like just casually playing and covers himself with this robe, uh, this white robe. And um, it's it's comfy for him, and uh, plays he plays with the the, the band and uh, yeah. If you guys are if if they are allowed to make a short twist, yeah, they can regain one d six healing damage. Yeah. Everybody, go ahead and take a d six as the camera zooms out. One person like cast eyes over a jelly bean. Uh, yeah, I think there's something wrong with one of the pools. We're going to end it there. <laughs> upon, upon hearing something is wrong with one of the pools, Jellybean immediately turns into just a shapeless form on the ground like he oh, did Jesus. whenever they teleported. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, my God. What's going on over here? It's spreading. Die up. Die up. How do we do it? <laughs> Thank you all very much for playing this week. Good night. Thank you for the enemy. All right, thank you. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Just I have like to back again. Though this, I didn't this. get to describe to rest going into the bathhouse. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's oh, real man. fast. I haven't clicked uh, stop recording yet. Ooh. Okay, yeah, uh, to rest. Since this is, uh, bathhouse isn't wearing anything, a dwarf isn't ashamed of his own body. <laughs> But he is wearing his holy symbol, which is a small hammer made of stone around his neck, like a pendant, instead of on his belt, like usual. And he, he doesn't say much, he's mostly just enjoying the bathhouse, like the different pools. Um, and you can see him occasionally cast Thaumaturgy to sort of bubble the water up. And as the oh, bubbles... I'm messing with the jelly beans, Zerdos is probably off to the side, uh, talking to himself, but also his mage hand is writing down things for him in his book. As you all settle in and relax, observing, taking notes, the bubbles grow a little bit too intense around you, Tarast. And as you look down, it's like, wait, I didn't cast Thaumaturgy that time. You see rising up out of the waters... Is a velociraptor skull. And then there's like Ted. And they all eat you alive. And there's blood oh, in the God. water. And then there's just Ted eating you alive. Oh, and there's velociraptors oh, everywhere in the bathhouse. It's complete chaos. Everyone's running around. Oh, God, Taras, no. Oh, God. Yeah, the, the whole water is dark red from the blood. We've been chopping at the bit all summer. Working to the winter come back. We all know the flood don't come in. Gonna build that ark Burn it from the top down, brother We can sow seeds in that ash Waiting for the spark that starts it Like a strike anywhere match Like a strike anywhere match Like a strike anywhere match Waiting for the spark that starts it Like a strike anywhere match They building condos while you sleep, my man Up goes another as we speak, my man And by them time you out them sheets, my man They'll replace every dead building on your street, my man Every city look the same to me Mixed use mediocrity Glass, concrete, and stone And an urban outfit's probably Better 
lock and key Want something just to look like luxury Or something just to taste like food God really just must love ugly Or ain't never just listen to you How long did the street turn bloody be? How soon did they come for you? Roman Empire just came crumbling Then a violent play for you Yeah, that violent stay in tune Which straw gonna break your back, boy? Turn your ass into something new Which law are they gonna act, boy? Till they take it all right back from you Yeah! Watching when the concrete crack, when the bridge collapse, and when they all fall back. Tick tocking when the cable snap under the table with plans on the larger scraps. I got a good eye for false. And trouble in disguise, trust bucks, but as far as they fly when tossed. Antarctica and bust across the heart, baby. This girl don't start with me. I annihilate. I, I mean, I pulverize. Wait, I decimate. One more, wait, wait. What I do, kill. Deal with me getting over on the script. Poor Steph St. James, get a sip. No foster receptor. Shit, no tricks. I know it's hard out here, man. From the top down, brother. Yeah, let's Phoenix like we supposed to. Circle with my back and my coven. You can crawl around the camp like a creep till we ghost you. Like a strike anywhere match. Waiting for the spark that starts it. Like a strike anywhere match. 